Welcome to Sunday Afternoon Mama, a podcast designed to help you learn to create a calm and joyful atmosphere in your home. I'm your host, Hannah Riddle, a wife, mom, and former teacher living in the Pacific Northwest. I certainly don't have everything figured out, but I hope to encourage and inspire you to be the best mama you can be. Are you ready to jump in? Today, we're privileged to talk with my friend and guest, Christina Hyde. In this episode, we'll talk about the pressure we face as mamas and how not to give in to guilt, share some fun summer highlights together, and hear how new windowsill paint can be a great source of joy. Really, it can. (laughs) This is episode 46. Here we go. Well, thank you, Christina, for being with us today. I feel like it's been a while, but it's like... (laughs) I don't know, a couple weeks in the summer and so great to have you back. Yeah. Oh, thank you for having me. It's good to get to chat with you all again today. So before we get into today's topic, I wanted us to quickly just take a few moments to talk about kind of how your summer went and maybe you could share a few highlights with our listeners. Oh, yeah. Um, First question, how is it that summer's already over? I know. (laughs) I know. I don't know. (laughs) It feels like the time just flew by. Um, It was a very good summer. My two favorite activities were going on rock walks and doing badges, which I'll explain those. Okay. Um, <laughs> FYI, there are air quotes around badges. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know if the rock fad has hit your town, but if not, you should start it. So when we go on rock walks, the kids and I find flat rocks and we paint them with anything from fruit to inspiring or funny sayings, and then we'll hide them on what the kids call a rock walk. Um, So then we'll go on walks and we try to nonchalantly hide the rocks. And by nonchalantly, I mean the kids are shouting and laughing about how great a spot this is to hide a rock. And don't pick that up. I just hid that rock. (laughs) We're very sneaky. (laughs) Um, Every now and then we find even find a rock that somebody else has hid. And the best part is after you buy the paint, the activity is pretty much free. That's awesome. The other reoccurring activity from the summer was badges. And at the end of school, my boy was telling me that he wanted to, quote, do badges, you know, like the Boy Scouts. And we never came up with a better name and we just call it badges. Um, It's a very watered down version of the official Boy Scout badge program. And how does it work, you ask? (laughs) (laughs) A friend and I take turns teaching the kids something and they minimally pay attention. The older kids do better than the littlest ones. um, And then they earn a felt badge that I will put on a sash someday. (laughs) That's awesome. Um, If I'm honest, it's just an excuse to get together and try to do something that we would not likely do otherwise. Um, My friend taught the kids how to make a kite and how to bake a a cake from scratch. And I'm embarrassed to say I've never baked a cake from scratch. So I really paid attention to that one. (laughs) I think I should have earned my cake badge too. (laughs) That's awesome. I feel like, yeah, the grownups need, I I would love to earn badges. That's part of why I love getting like a reward or some like little incentive just to keep going you're yeah. doing great like I feel like we grown-ups need that too also I was gonna say about your rock walks you should listen to rock music when you go on your oh rock. yes I'm we kidding. should do that totally kidding <laughs> yeah well my kid's handle is kid rocks so <laughs> oh that's awesome yeah because you sign the back of your rocks with your name a signature yeah of sorts yes oh cool anyways I feel like it's been ages since we had a chance to talk um yeah <laughs> so it's good to be here I know <laughs> what were some of your favorite parts this past summer um well in one entire episode I actually talked a lot about our Canada trips so just to briefly highlight that here it was just amazing um we drove and it took a really long time to get there, but it was just the big, you know, adventure and road trip. I mean, these are the kind of things I totally feel like are classic childhood memories, you know, that you would just, you treasure those. And then we did a lot of mini trips. So the ones that are like a day or two, you know, like just short trips. So we went to the coast and the kids love playing in the sand and 
and doing all that kind of stuff and looking for shells and everything. And then we went camping a little bit and it was kind of funny though. We, we uh, finally saw a place I've been dying to see for years and years. We went to Crater Lake and we camped near Crater Lake. Oh, cool. And the one funny thing was um, camping with the two-year-olds, always exciting. And we ended up coming back a, a smidge early <laughs> because it was like, wow, nobody slept very well, but it was super fun. And then just seeing family and friends and a really fun neighborhood party, which I will go into more detail um, about in a future episode, which I'm super excited to talk about more. But yeah, it was just also fun to see our listeners share their summer experiences over social media, like lots of time outside at parks and pools, you know, hiking through the forest, going to the lake, rivers, all those kind of things. And it was just so encouraging to see everybody like getting outside. I feel like those are the best memories with our kids right there. So today I'm excited to tackle a subject that is newly named, but has probably been in existence for a while now. The dreaded mom guilt. (laughs) I would guess that several hundred years ago, it may have existed, but to a lesser extent than it does now, just because of the prevalence of technology and news and social media and constant updates and comparisons that we can inadvertently make now with other mamas and how we measure up, and that's in quotes, you know, or not. So if you type in the phrase mom guilt into Google, guess how many results pop up? Well, I kind of (laughs) cheated. Sorry. (laughs) I looked at your answer. (laughs) But I would have guessed that there were tens of thousands. Yeah. It is 74 million. Yes. 74 million. Oh, my goodness. That's six zeros. Yeah. I was honestly a little shocked. This is illuminating for us as mamas to know that many, many people struggle with these feelings and... How we choose to handle these feelings is everything. So mom guilt is basically that feeling that you failed, you could have done better, and that someone else is doing this role better than you. Forbes described the feeling as not doing enough, giving enough, and being enough for your kids. If left unchecked, we can spiral down pretty fast with these feelings, and if we get caught in a guilt and shame cycle, our ability to parent well is going to be compromised. Mom guilt was aptly described in a Huffington Post article. I'll read an excerpt of it here. The guilt comes from knowing I could always do better. Mom guilt is born from love, even if it's not healthy for me or my family. After all of the overthinking, I let the guilt go, this author says. I didn't let it go by pretending it was gone and that I didn't have negative emotions in the first place. I acknowledged my guilt was real and that it was definitely not my last time dealing with it. I chose to validate and respect the difficulty and significance of being a mother, combined with the complexity of being a living, breathing, imperfect person. More, I reminded myself consciously that lifetimes aren't made up of one day or one bad choice or one argument. Childhoods are made of parents trying their best with love and attention and apologies and examples. They're made up of little kids learning and growing and making their own mistakes. So I will link that article in the show notes. Isn't that so true? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. We overthink things. At least I know I'm a major overthinker. (laughs) And we may overanalyze the day and how we did as a mama or how our children responded to us. But the fact is this, we are never going to attain perfection in this Mm -hmm. lifetime. Not to say we should throw in the towel and stop caring. (laughs) (laughs) Or trying. But we can aim at honesty and truth and good communication and healthy expectations and boundaries in our family. But when we mess up, you know, it doesn't have to define us or ruin our entire day. Do you find this feeling of mom guilt kind of coming over you sometimes? Oh, yeah, of course. Um, For me, the root of mom guilt is comparison. When I compare everyone's best day with my life. Of course, I'm going to come up lacking in the balance because life parenting, it's messy. I mean, it's a beautiful mess, but it isn't sweetness and light every single day. Yeah. 
<laughs> I mean, even just talking about the summer earlier, yes, we did rock walks and badges and that could inspire guilt, but I didn't tell you how many times I fed my kids quesadillas for dinner <laughs> or made them eat a carrot to balance out the meal. <laughs> <laughs> or how often they went to bed without brushing their teeth because I just couldn't mom anymore. Yes. I mean, I feel that mom guilt. I feel that mom guilt the most when I see other people's highlight reel and then compare it to my everyday ups and downs. Yeah, for so. sure. When do you feel that guilt the most? I would say probably kind of at the end of a day where I wished I had been perfectly calm during a stressful, you know, <laughs> or a messy situation or when we've had a tough discipline, teaching, learning lessons type of day. Even I want I will say the first day of school reflecting back on that. Mm-hmm. Um I I made the choice to like the girls wanted to go in and didn't want me to walk them in and then I was conflicted as soon as I drove away like wait I should have taken a picture in front of the school sign. I should have walked in and taken a picture with their best friend. I should have. And I was like, what in the world? (laughs) I felt good about my choice at the time and it worked out great. In fact, you were even walking in and they got to walk in with you. And I'm like, oh, that's going to be awesome. But if I overthink it, anything like that, it's like... It's just toxic. It doesn't, yeah. it, you know, it doesn't lead to anything good, you know? And I mean, that was just 30 seconds of their life. Yeah. And they're not going to even remember <laughs> no. if you walked them in or not. No. So if that's no. encouraging or not, I don't yeah. know. <laughs> and they were super excited. So they were like, it wasn't like, you know, even last year they had more nerves and mm-hmm. this and that. And this year they were like confident, ready to go. So yeah. anyways, yeah. So what do you think contributes to mom guilt the most? Well, I kind of jumped the gun. Yeah, um, that's <laughs> sorry. Okay. That's all right. <laughs> but I think comparison contributes quite a bit. You know, I'm failing as a mom because so-and-so did blah, 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 and I didn't. Yeah. And it used to be that if you were keeping up with the Joneses, you just saw the white picket fence and the sparkly car and the clean children. But now we have a look inside oh, at the perfect decor yes. and the healthy home-cooked gourmet meals and yes. the perfect sibling play and the chic selfies. Yep. And, I mean, <laughs> don't get me wrong. I love Instagram and it's fun to share things that I think are beautiful or make me laugh. But I have to remember when I am enjoying the beauty that people share, that it's just a photo. Mm. It's one still frame in a thousand moments and not every moment of their life is perfect. <laughs> totally. I had that thought this morning. I was talking about, you know, something about the kids in school and I was thinking about breakfast and the picture I posted showed this little nice breakfast and I'm like oh actually I kind of ate this and this and like it just didn't even reflect of like my whole meal <laughs> so it's like you don't even sometimes you don't even mean to but you just it doesn't quite accurately represent I'm gonna you know? take a picture of my eggs benedict yes. but not tell you that I ate the donut first yeah exactly <laughs> it wasn't a donut but yeah for sure it was like oh my god but no I just think that's so true I think it's so tricky to navigate social media because mm-hmm. Oftentimes, there's too much information (laughs) kind of like out in the world to see, like oversharing is a problem. And then there's no privacy, people revealing information they may not need to to like 500 people. (laughs) Or then you get people commenting on other people's drama in a kind of inappropriate way, like in the forum of a post about Mm -hmm. something instead of a loving phone call or a let me take you to coffee. You know, you sounded like you were going through something tough. And so then we have this whole like online criticizing, comparing, you know, Mm -hmm. wallowing too much together I don't know it's all kind of can be unhealthy now yes it it can be people can rally around so and so and give them support Mm -hmm. and this and that but like oftentimes honestly what I see is is a lot of the negative where it's like oh that was actually like kind of a lot to put out there and then it opens you up to maybe a barrage of I don't know overinterested people that maybe aren't even in your life anymore yeah and I mean we kind of 
with social media that allows us to yeah. do business yeah. in public. Yes. And sometimes things are better handled like personally, yeah. like one-to-one. And, and privately <laughs> and protecting, you know, our privacy or our kids or our marriage or whatever it may be. So I just, I don't know. Again, I, with this whole issue, I observe a lot of extremes in our society. We seem to love to cling to extremes. Mm-hmm. With mom guilt, it's kind of like you'll find people worrying excessively over whether their home or their body and their kids and marriage and life is this beautiful stunning, impressive, and enviable, or you'll find people giving up and resorting to coping mechanisms like, you know, substances or escaping or neglecting their responsibilities with their families. So in the middle can be a nice, healthy place here. Acknowledging failure, yes, you know, like not pretending it didn't happen like that quote said earlier, but you know, okay, oh, there's room for growth or improvement, but then don't cross over into that land of, you know, hopelessness or without panicking, causing yourself more stress and feelings of anxiety. As in the episode where I talked about kind of overflowing joy that God wants to give us, like he can give that to us whether our day goes as planned or not. And that's like hard for my brain to comprehend because I love to plan things out, which is (laughs) always something he's working with me on (laughs) because things mostly don't go as planned. He gives us that clean slate every day. And then we have to make sure we do the same with ourselves. Like, okay, it's a new day, you know? Mm -hmm. and not carry over the guilt or regret from previous days or even years Mm -hmm. into our future tomorrows. Well, I mean, just talking about guilt in general, which I can be very good at. um, (laughs) A while ago, one of my Bible study leaders pointed out the verse that says, my grace is sufficient for you, for my power is made perfect in weakness. And if I'm carrying bags of guilt around with me every day, in essence, I'm saying that God's grace is not enough to forgive me. Mm. Um, I'm not he, he's not big enough yeah. to, to tackle that stuff that somehow he's wrong and my my issues are too big for him <laughs> yeah I mean and guilt is never from God mm-hmm. seriously if I ever get a tattoo it's gonna say my grace is sufficient for yeah you. because I need to remember that guilt is never from God I mean I need to drill that into yes. my brain yes um, in response to our shortcomings, he only ever offers forgiveness. Um, but I think mom guilt is more superficial than that, though. I mean, it's still guilt. Yeah. It's not from God. But the things that we feel guilty over are not necessarily even wrong. It just may not be like tip top, 100%, the perfect, best ever, whatever, yeah. you know. And it's it makes me laugh when I think of how like I felt guilt over the things that don't even matter. Yeah. Oh, completely. <laughs> completely. Yeah, that's so true. I wanted to share some of the top reasons we feel guilty as mamas and then break down some strategies to not let that guilt control us or overwhelm us. Okay, so here they are. And some may surprise you, but I hope all of them resonate with you or a couple of them at least resonate with you somehow. Okay, this is something that actually has been researched and it's like one of the main concerns that moms have. This is so funny. Feeding your kids fast food. (laughs) Isn't that hilarious? Like, again, it's one of those things like it's not the worst thing in the world, but it's it's just a choice that maybe doesn't seem like perfect or the best or whatever. So we like beat ourselves up over it when we have to do it on a road trip or whatever. So the fact is, if you're going on a road trip, let's say, sometimes fast food is the only option that's going to work. Like sometimes we um, have to do that and it's fine. Like on our road trip to Canada, we used a Burger King and a play place. <laughs> like that had a play place on the way home from Canada to let our kids get their energy out. Now we washed and hand sanitized the heck out of their hands and feet and faces. Like it was, I don't even want to think about all the germs there. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> play places like that. <laughs> but I mean, we've all played in those kind of playlands when we were kids from time to time and we survived. Ha ha. Yeah. <laughs> Plus, <laughs> you know. I mean, if you're listening to this and thinking, hey, oh, yeah, um, I feed my kids fast food all the time and I have no guilt. <laughs> don't feel mom guilt. <laughs> 
that's the whole reason why fast food exactly. is there. <laughs> Convenience. I mean, it's better to feed your kids when they're hungry than to not feed them. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and Dairy Queen fries are great. Plus, they have fry sauce. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Here's another one. This is common amongst moms, right? Okay, you ready for it? Being environmentally unfriendly. So the pressure of green this and green that and cloth diapers and line drying your clothes and riding a bike to work and, you know, feeding your kids organic homemade everything. And I mean, if you can do all those things, wow, that's amazing. Like props to you (laughs) because that's awesome, you know, but if you can't, that's okay. Right. So like, I want to say too, sometimes that level of like really being like into the earth and this and that can cross over to this funky place of like almost worshiping the earth sometimes, especially in the areas kind of that we live in and near in the Pacific Northwest, it can be kind of intense and put a lot of pressure on you. But the reasons people are doing it are maybe not even the reasons that you want to do it. So it's interesting. You just have to kind of watch out for that. And I would say too, just focus on the positive choices that you can make and let the rest of that guilt go. So if you're aware of not being unnecessarily wasteful and toxic in your home, that's wonderful. And But there's no need to compare to this mama and her family living off the grid in the woods, gathering her food from the forest and not using electricity, except to somehow post photos (laughs) about (laughs) the lifestyle on Instagram. (laughs) Like, I think that's always kind of ironic. Mm -hmm. I think at the end of the day, if we did our best and we weren't careless, you know, or teaching our kids to throw trash on the ground, (laughs) it's all okay. There was a funny, quirky little season my oldest daughter went through when she was younger where she thought it was perfectly appropriate to like throw all trash on whatever ground was near and I don't know why she thought that I think for a while it's because we were like if we were in the car and she had a little wrapper I was like toss on the ground I'll get it later and so I think when we went outside she's like tossing stuff and we were like whoa whoa that's called littering like we can't do that so I mean of course teach your kids not to do that but all that you know I don't know how do you feel about that does that make sense oh yeah it makes I mean it makes total sense I don't really struggle with this one very much (laughs) yeah I mean I do what I can and I try to make good choices. I use cloth diapers for the first year or so with my oldest, but the fact that I use disposables for our second is not going to single-handedly destroy the world and kill the polar bears. (laughs) But it did keep me sane. (laughs) Exactly. So you try, but I mean, nobody's perfect. (laughs) Yes. And here's another one. And this is crazy. This is 94% of moms say they feel bad about this. Okay. Yelling at our kids. Now, On this one, I'm going to fully agree from the get-go, like, yes, we should not be yelling at our kids, you know, unless I would qualify that by saying, if they're in extreme danger, like about to get hit by a car, you know, you need to yell and get them safe. (laughs) But if (laughs) For their own good. (laughs) Yeah. If you, like me, have yelled when you shouldn't have, you know, that's what we're talking about. And you do feel that guilt. But again, in that case, I almost feel like the guilt is okay for a few moments because you felt like, oh, I was, that was wrong. You well, know, I mean, that's okay. it's not even guilt. That's just convictions. Right, like, convictions, oh, yeah. Okay. yeah. But I mean, then you then you get past it and yeah. you don't carry guilt with no, you. No, that's a good point. <laughs> Conviction versus guilt. Yeah, because guilt can weigh you down. Conviction can spur healthy change. Yeah. So I think it, in those moments when you know, like, ooh, I was wrong, you know, it's wise to just take that moment, you know, take a, <laughs> some deep breaths, apologize <laughs> to our kids, ask for forgiveness, even from them. Like, I've talked about that with my friend Joy. Um and try to find the root of that anger. Often it has nothing to do with our kids. It's something else, you know, bothering or stressing us. So don't wallow in the self-criticism or feelings of failure, which won't produce any kind of healthy change in you. Just get to the root, you know. There was a really interesting article on Baby Center um, that I'll link in the show notes that talked about if screaming and yelling, you know, is becoming a habit for you as a mom, you may need to take action to manage your 
anger and reduce your stress levels. Because again, like we were just saying, that might be a signal that something is out of balance and you need to kind of tweak some things in your life so that you aren't running on this level of like any little thing is going to you know yeah. set me off. So they suggested if you need to join a group that supports you through this time or see a counselor or read some good books and articles to help you figure out what you could do better that'd be great you know that's great so one mom was talking about this on that on that website and was like I ended up talking to some you know a therapist and he was like this is mainly about stress so this mom ended up saying you know I committed to finding ways of reducing stress like she gave up a little bit of work exercised more and got more relaxed about the housework and those three things are actually pretty powerful adjusting your workload and what you're taking on in your life exercising more is always going to help you release some of that stress that you're carrying around and getting more relaxed about housework is so good and this is so hard for me but (laughs) I feel like that's so good because if I'm not expecting absolute you know perfection of um, my standards not so high I can enjoy the day and enjoy Mm -hmm. no matter what happens and I don't know it's I thought those were some very good suggestions mm-hmm. and I mean sometimes it's not even stress yeah it's, it's just life yeah it's so true <laughs> so a quick story um the other day I went outside to check on something and my youngest locked me out of the house oh no knowingly <laughs> I mean she's four <laughs> She'd been testing the limits all day and I was already simmering uh-huh. and I, I skipped right over the Mary Poppins voice <laughs> that gently correcting her all day and, and I went straight to Batman. Open this door <laughs> with a huge fist pound. Yep. And I mean, as soon as the words were out of my mouth, the door was unlocked, but I was mortified. <laughs> we live in the woods and I was afraid that every one of our neighbors who live a distance away had heard me and I felt like terrible. I kept hearing like seeing scenarios in my head like ways to a good mom would have responded it was like immediate mom guilt however I know that I'm a good mom but I like any mom have room for improvement yeah totally <laughs> me too my children are loved and cared for and I don't think they even remember me yelling I do I do mm-hmm. <laughs> but maybe that memory will help me to remember to stop and breathe I mean, it has helped me to stop and breathe first before responding in future times. She hasn't locked me out of the house again, though. So maybe that was effective. (laughs) (laughs) I know. Oh, this is so good. This is one of those things we tend to feel mom guilt about that I think it's good to work through, you know, and um, because we want to be more calm and more joyful at home. And we want to be mamas who are not letting stress and maybe deep seated problems in our hearts control our responses and behaviors and attitudes with our kids. Right. Mm -hmm. Oh, yeah. I mean, nobody's born a perfect parent. We're all just making it up as we go along. So, of course, we're going to make mistakes. Um, The important thing is to learn from the mistakes. And one thing I was thinking about, um, my my dad was the one that told me that all the parents are just making it up. Oh, yeah. But I only remember the highlight reel from childhood. Mm. I mean, and and so if my kids can have a childhood that is like primarily good, they're not going to remember the times that they got in trouble or those things. And, And so that helps me in some way to release those things, the things that didn't go as planned, um, because they're not going to remember the low light. They're going to remember the highlight reel. Yeah, that's so true. And I think one other common source of mom guilt is just in my experience is that people are often most critical of your choices when it comes to working versus staying at home versus a balance. And you know, what's ironic. It's like you can't win either way. So if you (laughs) choose to stay at home and you can stay at home, that's kind of like, hmm, like not frowned upon, but like questioned or, oh, well, and then like everyone always asks me, like, when are you going to go back to teaching? And I'm always like, I don't know. I don't know if I will, but 
the question implies that my choice to be at home maybe isn't as worthwhile or fulfilling as teaching. No, that's not what people are trying to do when they ask that question. So it's often, you know, people ask these questions innocently, but then unfortunately can come across you know, in that, that mm-hmm. other way. Now, Christina, you work part-time as an ER nurse. Like, what do you find challenging about managing your awesome nursing career and then being a mom, like in the culture and the, just the questions and the pressure either way? Because I feel like mm-hmm. it's both. I mean, this is another one of those things I try not to think yeah, too much about. <laughs> exactly. Which is good. Yeah. <laughs> um, every family is different. Yeah. And some families need to have two full-time incomes. And some choose to have one person, one parent stay at home. Yeah. And some work part time. But none of those choices is right or none is wrong. Mm-hmm. Um, and I just I mean, it doesn't matter what other people think. Yeah, so true. <laughs> and, and those choices are not a reflection of how much you love your kids or how good a parent you are. I mean, they're just what works best for you and your family. My sister works full time as a designer for Amazon. And I have a friend who works full time for Salt and Straw creating their ice cream flavors. Mm-hmm. And both of these women I admire and they are totally rocking awesome jobs. And they're innovating and creating and they work tremendously hard. But they're also really wonderful moms and their jobs allow them to do fun things with their kids. Um, They're chasing their passions and their kids are benefiting. And on the flip side, my aunt had four kids whom she homeschooled and they hike and they adventure and she drives all over the place managing four kids worth of activities. (laughs) And she works just as hard as my sister. I mean, she is chasing her passion and she's an amazing mom and her kids totally benefit from her time and her wisdom. I mean, I think our culture is quick to judge no matter what we do. Mm-hmm. But if we're doing the best thing for our family and for our kids, whatever it is, I it, it really doesn't matter what they think to me. I mean, it, or it shouldn't matter what yes. they think. <laughs> no, I completely agree. I think just thinking about these common causes of, of our guilt is good just to reflect and think. And even as you talk about it, you're like, yeah, that doesn't really matter. You know, just think because mm-hmm. I would never want to judge someone else's choice. And then so but when you feel it yeah. and it feels more personal, sometimes Somehow it's like, different oh, when it's yeah, me. It's different. So <laughs> so there are so many more, you know, possible causes of mom guilt. But we're just going to move forward for now. And you know, know that they're out there, but how can we proactively deal with these feelings instead of, you know, reacting, reacting? How can we be free once and for all from that, the weight of that mom guilt? So here are some tips and a takeaway for you when it comes to doing this in a practical way, like in our day-to-day life. So the first one was to guard your eyes. As we've said before many times, and you've heard it, I'm sure, a million times, you know, (laughs) comparison is the thief of joy. We will shout it from the rooftops and keep saying it unfollow people you know online maybe that bring you more guilt because there are those people they don't it's not their fault but for whatever reason if you feed your eyes these images over and over and over it's it might be damaging to you if it isn't maybe learn to celebrate their achievements and their lifestyle without falling into the trap of criticizing yourself and your own you know ability Mm -hmm. to do or not do what they're doing right Mm -hmm. and the second tip would be to pray for wisdom about your work and then Rest in your decision. Yeah. So you find what works for your family financially, emotionally, physically. Be the right mom for your family. And then don't worry about the rest. Be proud of who you are because whatever you're doing, I guarantee you it's not easy. Um, But that makes it worth doing. Yeah. And the next one is to choose which voices and input you want to truly listen to and then ignore the rest. And we would call, you could also call this guard your ears. You know, there is so much information out there right now about what choices you should or shouldn't make when it comes to the environment or your food or clothing or parenting style or a marriage relationship. And the list goes on and on and on. Let's not camp out on any extreme here and just choose prayerfully what voices 
and what wise godly input you want to take in. So here's kind of an interesting example I thought I would throw out there as well. He's not a parent, but the millionaire, best-selling author, and podcaster Tim Ferriss talks about being very selective in how much information and news he lets in his ears each day. I found this fascinating. He doesn't buy newspapers. He's very careful to guard his input of information so he can do his best thinking and his best deep work every day. And it's kind of, it's, I don't know, it's really interesting to read about. It's in the book about the four-hour work week, which I've mentioned before, and I'm slugging my way through. It's this gigantic <laughs> book, but it's very thought-provoking. But all that to say, for us mamas, it's wise to be very careful and selective about the information and opinions and books and any kind of online material, and even with our friendships that are kind of all the friends, like chattering in our ears about what we should or shouldn't do. Then to be honest, the main one at the end of the day that I want to please is just... God, it's just just him. When we're talking about this, I have the song, like the little kid song, be careful little ears what you hear, like yes. running through my head. <laughs> yeah, it's good. It's so true. So I hope those tips were helpful and just navigating these feelings of mom guilt, not sitting in them forever, acknowledging them and then having some strategies to move forward so that we can always be learning and growing, but not weighed down by the pressure mm-hmm. of all of those opinions and things that are out there. Okay, so now it's time for our little segment called My Favorite Things. And so these are just things that we're into right now, things that are interesting or fun for us in our lives. So, Christina, I thought you could go first. We're kind of in the middle of September. So what are some of your favorite things? So some of my favorite things lately um, have been finishing projects Mm. as kind of the umbrella. I can't remember who it was, but I had read that if you have finished something 90%, you only have 90% of the joy of completion. And I've really been enjoying um, finishing some of these projects that have mm. been like lingering for a long time. So I finished painting the windowsill Ooh. in like our in at our in our house that I had just didn't do because it was a pain in the neck. Uh-huh. Um, and it was a pain in the neck, but it was nice <laughs> to get it done. And then I just sat there and I'm just like, oh, it's so pretty. <laughs> Basking in the yes, completion in the, of it. Yeah, the, new the paint beauty. smell. <laughs> Um, I'm I'm currently working on like fixing the drywall on the kitchen ceiling and then I need to paint in there. And then the other thing that so since we bought our house two almost three years ago, the shower faucet comes down, like comes out like at shoulder level. So okay. to like wash your hair, you have to squat down or like yeah. bend down and like wash your hair. I'm, I'm acting this out. Yes. It's, it's very helpful. <laughs> <laughs> um, and so what I did is I raised the shower head and then I changed the faucet oh, nice. a little bit. And it's so nice to shower standing up. <laughs> yeah. Fully standing. Yes. yes. No so hunching or hunch bending. Down. <laughs> So it seems silly to say that that's my favorite thing, but I really, it makes me happy every time I take a shower. Hey, it's the simple things in life. <laughs> the joy of completion. Yes. Yeah. So what are a few of your favorite things? Well, right now, um, some of mine are just simply just that easing into the school rhythm the whole month of September. I feel like if you give yourself a couple weeks to really kind of settle back in, it's better than just being like, why couldn't we get this all together in one day? Like, because of course it's not going to happen fast, but you can do it. Spending some time with our two-year-old all throughout the day now that the girls are back in school and we're still potty training him and it's like going quite well. It's kind of exciting. (laughs) (laughs) So his little thing is he'll say pee potties, pee potties, and then he'll say poo-poo, poo-poo's in there. And he's really fascinated with Thomas the Train and tunnels and bridges. So what I did was like talked about the the potty being like the, the sorry if this is like potty stuff that you're not in the middle of and you've nurse, got older kids okay <laughs> and you're like I don't want to hear about this but it's like I'll just be like let it go down the tunnel because like you look down in the toilet it looks sort of like a t- so he's like boo-boo's down the tunnel <laughs> it's like really fascinating to him but it helps because he's like excited yeah. about it 
Anyways, and I love, still enjoy like hot baths at night, especially when I'm extra stressed. And a favorite kind of calming scent for me is always going to be eucalyptus or spearmint because I just love that fresh smell or lavender, which Mm. is classic because it's like been proven many times that that can help you kind of relax and and ease into sleep a little bit more. So we have one more segment for you and that's a bumblebee moment. And basically what that is, is a really funny or random thing that happens with you and your kids. And if you have a bumblebee moment, a lot of you share them through Instagram, like direct messages, which is really easy and fun for us to read them and share them. And you can um, also just go to sundayafternoonmama.com and click on share a bumblebee moment. So Christina, I wanted to hear yours oh, first. Yeah. So this summer, my girl got a $5 bill and a card for her birthday. And then I came into the kitchen one day a few days later and I found her holding two neatly cut halves of the bill oh. and she was so very proud that she now had two five dollar bills <laughs> multiplication yeah. is funny right in hindsight that could have led to like a very good discussion of the stock market <laughs> but I instead gently broke her bubble <laughs> I am saving those two um for her scrapbook oh that is incredible <laughs> That is awesome. Okay, so I have a bumblebee moment from one of our listeners who shared it through Instagram and a direct message. So basically she goes, I had a funny moment this week with my kids. The other night my kids were complaining of the heat because this was um, in the summertime when I got this message. It was cooler up in their rooms than downstairs. Cool enough to sleep for sure. Trying to work with my son after him trying to sleep, I bring my portable huge AC upstairs to help. I had to put it in my daughter's room and aim it at, you know, to get to my son's too. Mind you, I was trying to get the extremely fussy one-year-old to sleep. So she <laughs> She goes on. I hooked up the AC and said, it will cool down in a bit. Love you. Head downstairs. Cue the crying as soon as I got the one-year-old settled down. She has three kids. I should clarify. Three kids. So she's like, she goes back upstairs. The daughter had shut the door. So she opens it and asks, why did you shut the door? I don't know, because I'm tired, mama. I told her not to shut her door and went to calm down my overtired son who was in hysterics. I got him calmed and then he wanted to make a plan for tomorrow. For the iPad, for the day, for lunch, (laughs) for it all. While you're here. (laughs) And um, she's like, okay, I kindly told him I'd love to plan in the morning because I have to get back to the youngest so I can get him to sleep. Cue more crying because he won't remember all his ideas in the morning. You know, so she calms him down again, goes downstairs. I end up going up a third time and frustrated. I say, both of you stay in bed or you'll be in big trouble. (laughs) Well, the next day I mentioned it to my grandpa when the kids were out of earshot that they had been a handful the night before. And so my grandpa sees them and he's like, I hear you've been kind of naughty. And my daughter goes, yeah, a little bit last night. I think I should say sorry. And my son goes, yeah, we were because I was just so tired and the hot air was just making me so angry and so mad. (laughs) I love that. So kids are like, "Uh, yeah, but I was like really annoyed because whatever. (laughs) That totally happens. Oh, man. So thank you for sharing that with me. I love that. Good that they are understanding the cause and effect. It's true. (laughs) Learning to identify the trigger points of like, oh, that made me mad. I know. It's so funny. Well, that wraps up this week's episode of Sunday Afternoon Mama. Be sure to tune in next week. And please, if you enjoy this podcast, tell a friend or family member so they can check it out too. And also, I want to encourage you to take a screenshot when you listen and post it on your social media, like on an Instagram story or Facebook story so that people can see, oh, you're listening and oh, you really enjoy it. Also, if you just chat about it and spread the word with good old-fashioned word of mouth, that's also a great way to spread the news. Come visit SundayAfternoonMama.com and follow me on Instagram and Facebook. I'll be back with you next week. And in the meantime, I'm seeking joy and peace with you so that we can be better mamas together. Take a deep breath and smile. You've got this. Bye for now, sweet friends.